0: Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. The anger that comes from the Durham report is not that we learned something we didn't already know. Because those of us who've been paying attention already knew that everything regarding Crossfire Hurricane, this investigation from the FBI wasn't on the up and up. We already knew that there were issues. We already knew that there was fraud and lying from the Clinton campaign. We already knew that there were actors like Peter Strzok and Lisa Page who were unethical. We already knew that Andrew McCabe was lying to the FBI. Why would anybody think he wasn't lying about anything else? No, what the John Durham report shows us is that there is a failure in our society to recognize the difference between right and wrong, that even if you don't like somebody, you don't get to engage in a way that is wholly Stalinist, wholly Beria, and not anything having to do with America. And the Durham report becomes angering when you realize, well, my gosh, nothing's going to happen to these people. Nothing at all. They could all walk away from it giving some little harumph, being backed up by media allies, dear Lord, what has happened to our media, and then go on to the next set of lies, which they also won't be held accountable for. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. This Durham report, you got to go over the legal, the political, the cultural. We're going to do all of that today. Congressman Jim Banks joins us right now of the Indiana 3rd District, also a candidate for Senate in the state of Indiana, former chairman of the Republican Study Committee. He is also the chairman of the Anti-Woke Caucus, and you have been very, very clear. This is your tweet, sir. As of yesterday or this morning, Russian collusion was always a scam. You read or at least have skimmed in great detail along with your staff the Durham report what did it tell you that was most shocking or surprising?
1: Well, Tony, I don't know that the Durham report was shocking because it it confirmed what many of us already knew. As you already said, I mean this this whole uh, a house of cards, this Russian collusion hoax built upon a house of cards, now now confirmed by the Durham report uh, to be a scam, a, a scam on on the American people. It dis it purposely disrupted. The first two years of the Trump administration's ability to act out, act upon its mandate by the American people who elected Donald Trump uh, to move a a mandate, uh, an America first mandate forward. And instead, those first two years of his administration was caught up on and all of in defending himself uh, uh, based on all of the lies of of uh, the Russian collusion that was alleged during the 2016 campaign. The Durham report also tells us that the CIA director at the time in the Obama administration briefed Vice President Biden, briefed uh, members of the, of the Hillary Clinton campaign, and many others that all of this was was uh, was built upon lies too. So it, 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 this should outrage everybody, anyone on the right, anyone on the left, as we recognize that the the, the deep-rooted um, uh, pol- the political nature of the FBI is something that's not going to go away uh, they, the, the intelligence officials that that uh, that uh, uh, were involved in, uh, in, in pushing these lies the, the lies that were used to get the FISA warrant by the FBI to spy on the Trump campaign in 2016. Uh, the meddling by the Intel officials in 2016 was uh, was matched in the 2020 election when they they prevented true stories about Hunter Biden's laptop from being made, uh, they, they being made public online and shared online, and, and that uh, that true story that was diminished, uh, that that now we know was true. And the, the thing about all this, Tony, I'll leave it at this: is that if we don't do something about this, uh, they're going to get away with it again in the twenty twenty four election, and 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 that that's where House Republicans: we have a five seat majority, we have a duty to go after the FBI and hold people accountable uh, who were involved in in these issues in 2016, again in 2020. People should be going to jail uh, for what they got away with in both of those cases. If we don't hold people accountable, then then we're going to see these types of activities repeated again in the future. We can't allow that to happen.
0: You put out on Twitter, Intel officials interfered in the 2016 election and the 2020 election, and they'll do it again in 2024 unless Republicans hold them accountable. Exactly what you're saying here. Talk to me about who gets held accountable. And how? What is? I mean, to, to the extent that there's a Republican plan in less than 24 hours, but you got it. You, you knew this was coming. Yes, you, you stated the Russian collusion was always a, a scam. What's the plan? Who to go after? How do you charge them? How does Congress hold these people accountable?
1: So next week, Jim Jordan, the chairman of the Judiciary Committee, which has oversight of the Department of Justice, the FBI, is going to have Durham come and. And testify before the whole committee. So stay stay tuned from that. But that doesn't answer your question. You're asking, what does accountability really look like? And in and, and divided government, you have a you have a president and Joe Biden who, who's abused his power from, from day one in the White House and abused his power when he was the vice president. By, by the way, Hunter Biden never held accountable for anything. I mean, the guy, the, the guy is so corrupt, the Biden family is so corrupt, and no one's ever held accountable. Um, so how do we hold How do we hold them accountable with a Republican majority? We do have leverage when it comes to the appropriation season. The FBI right now is trying to move and build a a almost four billion dollar price tag. Maybe maybe it's more than that to build a new FBI headquarters. Well, House Republicans should hold up funding for building new FBI headquarters. We also changed the rules at the beginning of the Congress so that we can zero out uh, the the salaries of executives within the within different federal departments. So that's one way that we can hold specifically certain individuals accountable uh, by take by 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 uh, uh, sort of a, a, a line item type veto of their funding uh, for certain salaries. So That's one thing that we should be looking at as well. But I got to tell you, Tony, real accountability. Uh, when we look at the 2024 election, listen to how Republican candidates running for president talk about exactly this. The Durham Report, uh, the politicization of the Department of Justice, the FBI. What are those? What what is Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, Mike Pence, if he runs, uh, Nikki Haley, Tim Scott? What are they going to do about this? That that's the question that needs to be answered by all of these uh, candidates running for president on the Republican side. Because I I think one of these candidates, we know Donald Trump is going to make this a focus in his campaign, but how are the rest of them going to deal with this? How are they going to? uproot the uh the 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 politicization of the of the fbi which which is carried on from administration to administration republican administrations democrat administrations what are they going to do about do about it because that that's where that's where the that's where the change is going to happen when we get a president who's serious about taking care of the,
0: the, the do about it is what we're going to look at you to do now, regardless of uh, the the election. I I mean, you talk about not funding FBI headquarters and, and, and other things. That's a that's a nice start, but it, it is not enough as we look into what this Durham report has. Let me show you this right here. This was actually posted by uh, Tom Bevan of Real Clear Politics, just to give credit where it's due. Our investigation determined that Crossfire Hurricane investigators did not and could not corroborate any of the substantive allegations contained in the Steele reporting, nor was Steele able to produce corroboration for any of the reported allegations, even after being offered a million dollars or more by the FBI for such corroboration. Further, when interviewed by the FBI in January of 2017, Danchenko was also unable to corroborate any of the substantive allegations in the reports. Rather, Danchenko characterized the information he provided to Steele as, quote, rumor and speculation, unquote, and the product of casual conversation. You give me one reason, sir, one reason alone why any American should ever trust the FBI again. Yeah, I... I... I I can't. And this is what I'm saying. We have
1: to completely uproot uh, the the political cancer within the DOJ and the FBI. Congress, uh, the House of Representatives, we with the Republican majority, Tony, we can hold certain people uh, in contempt of Congress or hold them accountable. But the Biden DOJ is not going to go arrest them for it. It's not that that's the whole point. So this is this is a bigger issue that I, 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 I mean, like I said before, I hope it I hope it foreshadows. The 2024 presidential election, but 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 you're asking the important question: What are we going to do about it right now to make sure it doesn't happen in the 2024 election? And I think it, when it comes to Congress, we have the ability to fund or defund certain departments and the the salaries of certain executives or, or officers within those departments, and then we can we can hold hearings like what Jim Jordan, who has the the primary. Uh, oversight role of the DOJ and the FBI. Next week, he's going to hold the hearing with Durham to, to come and present the findings and the facts of the report. And then I, I hope that as an act of Congress, I hope that the House of Representatives puts charges on the floor and votes to hold certain people in contempt. And the, and the whole reason why is I, this was my first term in Congress. I, I go back to those first two years, 2017, 2018, uh, the, the first half of the Trump administration And so much of what the president was trying to to do that he promised the American people who voted for him that he would do was disrupted because all of the attention was placed on the Russian collusion hoax. Instead, there has to be accountability for that because it has serious consequences.
0: Let's continue the conversation about accountability, sir. Talking to Congressman Jim Banks of the Indiana 3rd District. He heads up the anti-woke caucus in the House. He is a candidate for Senate in the state of Indiana. Your tweets, your Twitter feed uh, right here, let me share this with you. It shows a picture of Adam Schiff speaking to Alison Camarota on CNN where Schiff said evidence of collusion is clear and you responded with zero credibility. Is it the plan of the United States House of Representatives with Speaker Kevin McCarthy and the Republicans in charge to hold Adam Schiff accountable and accuse him not only of what we know he lied, but to take away from him his committee for doing so?
1: Yeah, I, I, I hope so. I can't speak on behalf of Jim Jordan, the chairman well, of ask him to do it. the Judiciary Committee. Yeah. Yes, I mean, I, I, I'll go beg him to do it. I don't think I'll have to beg him because I think that's what, he supports as well or, or the speaker. So Adam Schiff should be held accountable for, for that. He's already been removed because of his lies uh, from the House Intelligence Committee, where he was the chairman for the last four years. He's been stripped and removed from that committee by Speaker McCarthy. And that was a good first step. But you're, you're touching upon something I think is, is very important. The whole con- the whole house should act out upon uh, the, his abuse of power, the lies that he told During that period of time and and hold him accountable for it, Um, uh, shame him in front of his constituents, his district before the American people for the lies that he pushed and and told that had serious consequences on the ability of the the whole Congress to do their job and act out on an agenda that, um, that that he was a part of derailing by peddling in these lies.
0: You know, when we talk about these things, sir, and I've had the, the pleasure of speaking with you on air and off air now for a few years, both of us being in, in, in Indiana, uh, I never get uh, the, the feeling that you're about talking and not doing on, on these subjects. But we see Congress talk and not do. In the end result, we, the, the concept of collusion came From Barack Obama, Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton, Loretta Lynch, James Comey, Andrew McCabe, Peter Strzok, and more. This was known. We talk about the fact that it was uh, John Brennan, who I consider to be an awful person, sir, based on his politics and based on his history. He briefed President Obama and the rest of that gang on what Hillary Clinton was doing. And yet it still happened. It still went forward. So when we talk about Congress having to do something, there's there's a, a belief that nothing ever gets done. No one ever goes to jail. If if I did this, I'm in jail for the rest of my life. They do this. It's no big deal. Never mind what we're going to be doing with Congress to rectify these wrongs. What is the Republican Party willing to do politically, socially, culturally, to get people to say, "Holy crap! What just happened here?" and exactly how ugly is this connection between the progressive left and the mainstream media, which pushed this lie along?
1: Yeah, t- Tony, this is the, you're asking the most important question, and I, i'm my, my answer is: you got to look at what what can Congress do and what can't it do. Con- Congress, I, as, a, as a member of Congress, one of 435 members of Congress. I can't put you in jail. I can't arrest you. That is the that that is the responsibility of the executive branch of the government. What we can do is fund and defund. And in this case, I think there is a a serious role for Congress here to use funding and appropriations to hold the FBI accountable. That is one way to to provide accountability and and oversight. Uh, continue to hold these hearings. This Durham report only came to light was only released yesterday. I would argue that's. About uh, two years uh, uh, too late, too little too late by the Durham investigation, the Durham report. But it does provide some serious findings and conclusions that we have a moral obligation to act upon. So we can also hold certain people in contempt of Congress. But when you do that, uh, the Biden Department of Justice is who decides to press charges. And that that's not going to happen. I mean, this is a this is a corrupt right. administration. Uh-
0: Lost uh, the congressman for just a moment. We will try and get him back. Uh, There was something else uh, that that came into being. And, Congressman, uh, I'm glad you're back. Sorry we had that little hiccup right there. Let me share this with you. This took place on... On MSNBC, this is Joe Scarborough's show, where Joe Scarborough was quoting something that came from a report from Senator Marco Rubio a few years ago regarding some level of collusion. And listen to how he characterizes the the, uh, Durham report. Listen here. Receptivity to Russian outreach as a, quote, grave counterintelligence threat that made the campaign susceptible to, quote, malign Russian influence this was marco rubio and other members of the republican senate committee the intel committee saying this uh and yet the conclusions that are drawn here again it really seemed to it's just seems to be a complete dud once again another dud by john durham a dud he called it a dud (laughs) what would you say to jones Scarborough?
1: Yeah, uh, uh, I'm not sure that his listeners are even buying that the Durham report is a dud. Obviously, this is conclusive evidence that the FBI abused its power. And if Joe Scarborough or Joe Biden or anyone on the left wants to ignore that and dismiss it, I what I can guarantee to you today, Tony, is that Republicans aren't going to dismiss it. We're not, it's not going to go away. We, we are going to continue to press the issue and do everything that we can to uproot this type of abuse and politicization within the Department of Justice that should not exist. And that that's going to play out in different ways. Like I said, funding, defunding, holding certain people in contempt of Congress, continuing to provide oversight hearings. John Durham testifying before Jim Jordan's committee next week will be very important. And the outcome of that, I don't, I don't sit on that committee. I'm not a member of the Judiciary Committee. But the Judiciary Committee has a big role and a responsibility here to push forward charges and and, uh, and uh, uh, other, uh, other means of accountability. Uh, stay tuned for what that looks, looks like. I can't answer the question of what it will look like because I'm not on the committee. I'm not Chairman Jim Jordan, but I know that he takes it very seriously.
0: Congressman Jim Banks joining us. I appreciate you taking the time, sir, from the Indiana 3rd District, and you better believe I'm going to hold every member of Congress to account. You better, better believe it. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, and President Joe Biden are supposed to get together again today to talk about the debt limit, but if you ask McCarthy, who was walking and talking through the halls of Congress, he doesn't think that Biden's serious.
1: It just seems that they want to look like they're in a meeting, but they're not, they're not talking anything serious, and in the meantime, we just watched the CBO come out and say we're $100 billion further in and so, uh... Do you... Seems more like they want to
0: default than a deal. <laughs> I don't know if they want to default, but what they want to do is make Republicans break. But Republicans pass the legislation. The only thing that has to happen is for Democrats to say, okay, this is the deal 2022 spending levels. That's all. Just 2022 spending levels. And if you think that's a cut, you don't understand how the rest of us are living. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Find everything at tonykatz.com. T O N Y K A T Z. Uh, I'm telling you right now, I, I'm not sure how it's going to play out. I don't know. I don't know. Why, why would I believe uh, in, in in any way, shape, or form that these people are going to get it done? I'm also not going to panic over it. Like, like none. doesn't get increased. It doesn't get increased. That's all there is. Don't even get upset. It just didn't. And if we default, well, I guess we'll all watch what happens. I'm supposed to get worried. Really? Nah. No, 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 no. I'm supposed to have professionals do their job, so I'll wait till they do it. That's my plan. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today. I think it's OK to say at this stage of the game, they all lied. Barack Obama lied. Hillary Clinton lied, Joe Biden lied, Andrew McCabe lied, Peter Strzok lied, James Comey lied, Loretta Lynch lied. They all lied. They all knew what they were dealing with when they decided to go after President Trump regarding Russia, Russia, Russia. The origin story, if you will of this collusion conversation all comes from a fever dream that Hillary Clinton had. How do I get Trump and how do I make people forget that I was utilizing this illegal email server? It's not because I say so it's because the facts say so. And for many of us who've been paying attention and have been paying attention for years, we've known this, what the Durham report shows us, John Durham delivering the report, is that we were, of course, right. The FBI simply cannot be trusted, along with the DOJ, along with these people. And yet, we are going to get told that it was nothing but a big nothing burger. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Find everything at tonykatz.com. Let me bring in William Jacobson, Cornell Law Professor and the mind behind legalinsurrection.com. This is from your site today. Special Counsel John Durham's final report showed everyone what we already knew there was no collusion between Trump and Russia in 2016 or ever. You read this report throughout the night burning the midnight oil, William. What did it tell
2: you? Well, there are a couple of very big takeaways. And one of the biggest takeaways is what a destructive, vicious, um, uh, damaging person Hillary Clinton is to our political process. This Russia collusion thing didn't only damage Trump. He won the 2016 election anyway, despite this. Think how big a victory he might have had without it. But it really froze and paralyzed the country politically for over four years. Uh, The damage Hillary Clinton's campaign did uh, was so tremendous to this nation. Uh, And I think that to some extent, while it's being highlighted by a lot of the news coverage, they're not really doing it personal to Hillary, and it needs to be. She really is possibly the the, uh, most destructive politician we've certainly had in this century, uh, in recent memory. The manipulation that she uh, perpetrated here is so horrible, Uh, not for what it did to Donald Trump. I mean, that's bad enough, but what it did to our nation. And we're at each other's throats because of what Hillary Clinton did. And she needs to be roundly condemned and she's not getting a fraction of the criticism that she deserves. So that's let's
0: take, let's take two steps yeah. back, sir, because you bring up a point that I think is incredibly important, regardless of politics. Um, Look at what these last four years have done to the nation, have done to us. This was perpetrated upon us. Trump will take it, of course, personally, and he's not wrong to do so, but it would be out of control. It would be an, an obscene thought almost to think that we aren't the victims of this. But as you're discussing, and I'd like for you to break it down. And you do so over at legalinsurrection.com, your site. This entire conversation about Trump and the Russians comes from a Hillary Clinton and Clinton campaign fever dream that, hey, how can we put this together? Based on the report, how did they put that together?
2: Yeah, I mean, it was done through. It was made up. I mean, it was uh, fabricated. It was not even based on any real sourcing in the so-called steel dossier. And it was completely concocted by Hillary Clinton paid operatives. That's how it happened. Uh, the, so, you know, that's my first takeaway. The second takeaway is what you've pointed out uh the FBI and the federal government played a supportive role in this. Remember that the FBI, according to the Durham report, knew that this was a hoax, knew that there was no evidence to support it, but allowed it to percolate. And then they briefed the senior Obama administration officials about this. Uh, the report seems to indicate including Obama, although it's a little unclear from the report, at least that I remember, whether it was face-to-face with him or through others to him. But clearly he was aware of it and so was his whole administration. And they allowed this to happen and they said nothing. They allowed people to report that they're investigating and said nothing. They were they were co-conspirators here. The Obama administration was fully on board with this because if they weren't fully on board with it, they would have said something, that there's nothing there. Uh, And and then you see James Comey and the others then using these Russia allegations in the Steele dossier to try to set up Trump. Remember, the then director of the FBI went to the White House a day or two after Trump took office to meet with him, to set him up, to give CNN an excuse to run the dossier. So uh, this was a a, a really a fraud perpetrated by the Hillary Clinton campaign with the cooperation of the Department of Justice and the FBI. So that's, you know, takeaway number two. And the the federal government uh, colluded here to uh, interfere in an election and then to paralyze a president over things they knew had no basis So that's number two.
0: I think the use of the word colluded is 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 a good one. I want to share this with you. Uh, I I know that you're giving your commentaries and we're going to see a lot more of you in the the coming days. Uh, This was Jonathan Turley. On Fox uh, just the other day, uh, listen to this. No, it's really otherworldly. The you know, New York Times got a Pulitzer for a story that was debunked, a story that was put into the media
1: by the Clinton campaign based on a dossier funded by the Clinton campaign. Uh, the New York Post revealed what turned out to be a true story: the Hunter Biden laptop. Mm-hmm. And they, of
0: course, will not get the Pulitzer. <laughs> and the question is: at what point do we have a de facto uh, state media? You know, it has. All of the elements, all the practices that you see with the state media. The only difference is that this is by consent rather than coercion. And it's. I thought that was a rather solid take. But what I didn't know is if there is on the legal side um, something that can be done regarding how media worked. Uh, this story? and Is there something that could be done regarding how the federal government, how the FBI, the DOJ, the Obama White House, others work this story? Is this just another one of those things of, yeah, that happened. It's horrible. Oh, well, what can you do?
2: Well, I'm not sure there's anything that legally can be done. And I think that uh, Jonathan Turley points out, what to me is takeaway number 3 is <clears throat> the media the media so hated trump that they interfered in our election they manipulated our political process and they did it as a group with only a handful of exceptions and those handful of exceptions were demonized and ostracized and deplatformed uh, so you have hillary clinton you have the federal government and you have the mainstream corporate media uh, completely manipulating our process. And I think you put those three three things together. And that's the most depressing side, which is that what Russia collusion has, hoax has exposed is a, a deep corruption in our political process. One that really, I think, shattered a lot of people's faith in the political process. And that really, I think, is why you have the toxic politics that we have now. now. Of course, the corporate media tries to portray it as it's always, you know, conservatives react to or right. conservatives jump on or oh, no. seize. That always, yes. Seize was the word I was looking for. Thank you. <laughs> the conservative seize. Um, but no, I mean, there are not enough bad words that can be said against, about, our mainstream corporate media. They are corrupt to the core. They are manipulative to the core. They are dishonest to the core. Occasionally, as Rush used to say, they do random acts of real journalism. So even the New York Times is capable of excellent journalism, but they're also capable and very experienced and expert at manipulating the political process. When the Durham report came out, The first thing I read, only because I Googled it, and of course, New York Times comes to the top. So I clicked on the New York Times story. And they're still manipulating the process. After reading that story, it's, oh, no big deal, no biggie. Some things happened, didn't really affect anything. Let's move on. That was the New York Times story. Now, credit to ABC News and some others. They actually wrote up what happened here uh, and did a good job at it. But the New York Times is still manipulating the political process. Uh, and, and that's really a frightening thing about what our country has become. I don't know if it's, we've become that or it's now been exposed. But the the way the political process is manipulated by the, the left-wing, which includes the New York Times um, in the country, is really astounding. And all, they, all we want to hear about is Russian interference in the election because they bought $100,000 worth of ads in Facebook in 2016. Remember how much we heard about that? And then all of the sudden, we find out that there was a collusion across the Democratic political spectrum Uh, which dwarfed anything Russia did a thousand or a million times over. uh, And that's just being swept under the rug. So I think the damage that's been done is long lasting. It tears at the fabric of our society. And it was caused by Hillary Clinton, the federal government and the mainstream corporate media, all acting in unison. You know, you
0: brought up something interesting talking to William Jacobson, Cornell law professor, the mind behind the legal insurrection.com. Uh, you don't know uh, if this just exposes them or, or proves them guilty. Uh, I believe the answer is is, is yes. It, it, but I think that the the question that comes from within that is, is this. Now, who we are, is this the way it is? Well, why would I think, uh, uh, Professor Jacobson, that this isn't the way they are? How how does one I mean, I'm asking you a political question. I don't often do that, but I, I figure you're here. I might as well. How do you expect anybody to actually trust an election again? When this is the lengths to which they will go. And before you answer that question, let me preface it with something that Asa Hutchinson said, uh, the former governor of Arkansas, Republican running for president and clearly running on the never Trump concept. Listen to this.
1: The problem, what we'll see, is that Donald Trump will use this as a means to undermine all of law enforcement. Use it as a means to undermine uh, our institutions that are so important uh, in our justice system. Uh,
0: It's going to be Trump who uses this to (laughs) undermine the, the, the DOJ and the FBI when it's the DOJ and the FBI that went about undermining us The the uh, the American, the American people, there's a there's a real question here about if this is the way it is, how does one have faith again?
2: Well, I think that's a problem. And I think to to blame Trump for what was perpetrated on him by Hillary, the FBI, the DOJ and the mainstream media is absurd. You don't have to like him or dislike him. But he, along with the country, was the victim here. The victim are not the people being exposed It's the the fact that they did these things that are now being exposed. So I think that's ridiculous. I think that, you know, there's nothing I don't think legally that can be done. It has to be a political solution. I mean, you know, there has to be a cleaning of house throughout the federal government. Um, similar to what Ron DeSantis is doing in Florida with the bureaucracies there, um, and Donald Trump tried to do a little bit of when he was president, didn't get very far. Uh, you know, so I think that you know if Republicans ever want to change this situation, you need to put in the White House somebody who has both the skill and the willingness to take on the bureaucracies, and you need a Republican Senate and House to get it done. Because otherwise, you're absolutely right. We're at a stage in our political life in this country where it is very hard for anyone to make a difference, uh, you know, because of this manipulation that's still in place. And so I think that that's really damaging to our society. And I think a cleaning of house at the federal level is absolutely needed. Before I, I let you go, the concept of criminality, as
0: you've read the Durham report here. Is there anybody who should be sued? Is there anybody who, uh, if you had a different administration, uh, should be prosecuted? Is there anything civilly uh, that can happen? Does Trump have room for a defamation case anywhere? Dominion Voting can do it, but Trump can't do it. Is there anything that read that made you say, oh, if I was their lawyer, here's
2: where I'd be exploiting it? Well, I think there were clearly defamatory statements made over the years about Trump. Um, he chose not to sue on them, probably would have had a very difficult time winning because he's such a political figure. Uh, so, I, you know, the whole the uh, alpha server was nonsense. Uh, but you have, you know, a very high level to prove for a public figure uh, that the. People knew it was false when they said it, or at least recklessly disregarded the truth. But when the New York Times and the media are all presenting a fabricated version of history, can you blame really people or can you show a reckless disregard when they go along with that? So I think it's very tough. You have statute of limitations problems. I mean, dominion is a whole different thing. Um, I don't think that ever should have gotten to trial. Uh, I, th- you know, I think that was a travesty, those... Uh, Rulings by the court, uh, and then for whatever its reason, Fox settled it for an enormous amount of money. But I don't think they're really—you can compare one to the other. One was a corruption of the political process, and that's what happened to Trump uh, because of this this collusion over his fabricated collusion. Uh, whereas a private defamation case by a company, I think, is not really a great analogy. So I think that. Republicans have to show a backbone and a willingness to clean house. Asa Hutchison, based on the comments that you just played, clearly doesn't have that that attitude. Right. Uh, you know, and I think Republicans need to decide not only who can win. That's a big issue, because if we lose another four years of this, you know, with Joe Biden, because Team Obama is still running the show in the Biden. Administration, Absolutely. So Republicans need to decide not only who do they like more, but who do they think can win, but also part of that is if that person does win, are they actually going to get the job done? Because as we saw with Trump's 2016 administration, he was incapable of taking on the bureaucracy. Now, I don't know that anybody could have done a better job because a lot of what we now know about the bureaucracy was not exposed. It is now. So, yes, this is going to bleed right into the Republican primaries and the presidential campaign, and it should. William Jacobson, Cornell Law Professor, of the mind
0: behind legal insurrection.com. I appreciate you taking the time. There is much more to get to. I'm Tony Katz. I really don't think this story of a guy attacking two congressional staffers with a bat is getting enough play. It's a Democrat by the name of Jerry Connolly out of Virginia. Two members of his staff hospitalized after a 49-year-old walked into the office, a district office, so not on Capitol Hill. Is like, is the congressman here? No. And then started beating people. It's insane. These guys are lucky to be alive. None of the injuries were life-threatening. This is nuts. And I want to know what it is to the story that we're not getting. What is it about this guy that we don't know? I, I, I don't want this thing going by the wayside. You just walk into a congressional office and start hitting people? Nah. What? What caused this to happen? I want to find out. I'll be keeping an eye on it. This is Tony Katz today.